I've done horrible things. And I told myself it was fine. It was the price of power, and power is what matters, right? Then I met God and his sister, the two most powerful beings in the universe, wasting on squabbling with each other. I thought, if, if they can't be happy, or at least satisfied, how can there be any hope for me? I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I talk about every single episode of Supernatural. I don't know why I'm doing that. Right on, I've just been talking for like 30 minutes, so (laughs) I'm getting a little weird, I guess. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. We're here to talk about Season 12 episode 11 it's gonna be fun chris how are you today what's happening my man i'm doing i'm doing very well my friend how are you scooby-doo is in this episode that's correct <laughs> in, my, in the notes that i had it said voice only uncredited scooby-doo and i'm like wow scooby-doo part of the no sweat gang scooby-doo just working on <laughs> exposure we're gonna get yeah. just, just come on scoop come on scoops. yeah a lot of a lot of kids watch supernatural so we could we're gonna expand your audience a little bit yeah um, right. i feel kind of weird about this episode how, how are you really uh i uh, you told me that you felt kind of weird about it mm-hmm. uh i was pretty positive overall but it um knowing that people love this episode definitely put like a little you know a little worm in my brain you know mm-hmm. i'm a contrarian so i always uh mm-hmm. but no i mean I, I i liked it i think i think i liked it um before we get into our main discussion let's thank our patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week a bunch of new ones have come in uh probably because we started using our patreon for additional supernatural content and not anime yeah. it seems like it was probably the the obvious and smartest choice we're like we two years, it. It years into yeah. this project um so thank you to all the new folks i will eventually get a list together and start naming you guys on the podcast uh but we really really appreciate it if you're kind of on the fence the thing that might put you over is we're doing commentary episodes for the first season of supernatural so you can um, put on your Netflix episodes, your DVDs, and and watch along with Chris and I. And it's it's not a normal podcast um, because we we I tried to listen to it like it was a normal podcast, and it's very weird because we just don't talk mm-hmm. every once in a while for like minutes. Yeah. Um, but it's fun as a commentary, so definitely check that out, Chris. What's up? I had I have no memory of season twelve, my friend. Just like this, oh. yeah. You see what I'm doing? I don't know if I'm going to be much help on this one. Oh, oh, damn. Okay. Ready? Sure. Last time on Supernatural, Dean and Castiel argued about whether or not breaking a Reaper deal was was necessarily a good idea for the universe. The gang met up with some kind of Enochian sorcerer named Lily, and we were all reminded about uh, Nephilim, 
and Sam once again tried to have the talk with Crowley. And that, quote, if I'm going to be dating your mother, I expect a little bit more respect about around this house, young man, end quote. That's it. That's all I wrote. <laughs> that's all you wrote? That's it? Yeah, that's all I got. I love it. Um, we are going to be covering season 12, episode 11, Regarding Dean. This was written by Meredith Glenn and directed by John Bottom. Aired on February 9th, 2017. Dean loses his memory. Sam enlists Rowena's help to track down an old, powerful family of witches after Dean gets hit by a spell that is rapidly erasing his memory. Um, I This memory thing bugs me a little bit. Um, I I think it's kind of played for laughs for half the episode. Yeah, that's, that's the part that seems weird to me. Because the second half of this episode, I think, actually came together well. And then, yeah, after they pivot to like, oh, no, this is serious, uh, like... Dean's Jensen's acting kind of wins me over through the through the back half of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't make sense that they because this is obviously very serious. Um, and I and I get they would get a few jokes out of it that that's makes sense. Dean can't remember where he parked or whatever, but it's just grounded in something that is so real that happens to so many people that you and I are seeing happen in our own families that so many people are you know see happen to their loved ones. It's so when when it become he becomes this this dopey slapstick character, it just feels kind of weird. Um, and like we said, once you move past that, then uh, the the poignancy kind of comes through. But it's it's definitely a weird vibe for a little while. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's I think if it wasn't, um, if it wasn't tied directly to some personal experiences that I've had recently, and that I know you you've been going through for quite some time. Um, I think like, and, and, and like, that's how it always is. Like everything is funny until you have to go through it and you're like, Oh wait, this actually isn't funny because people like, you know what I'm saying? Like it takes a little bit of empathy. Um, and it's, this feels like a trope. Uh, and I kind of like, it's obvious that they had the chops to do this seriously. Like the back half of the episode shows. And I kind Mm -hmm. of wish it was done throughout the episode. Um, and, and to a certain extent it is like Sam, Sam's reaction to all of this during the front half is like fucking being fucking terrified that he actually ca- is able to summon the, the the courage to call his his girlfriend, yeah. um, which is amazing. You no, know, it's Sam. not. It's yeah. not easy for him. No, usually he just he just hacks the GPS servers and finds out where she's yeah. hanging out with. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I kind of want to get that out of the way, I guess, up top because it just. Maybe it just hits a little too close to home for some reason. Like it just, but it yeah. felt it felt kind of cheap. And even though Jensen nails it at the end, I I just I had weird. Like the whole time, I'm like, oh man, like it's. I guess he couldn't remember kissing this girl, and that's a joke. <laughs> like that's, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, so we can we can start at the episode. We can start. Uh, Bernie He's Sanders just sent, <laughs> just sent me an email that says pathetic. <laughs> so I can't. <laughs> cool. That's what you get when you donate $27 to Bernie several times, I guess. He just sends you emails <laughs> running you down. I'm sure it's not. Talking I'm, shit. I'm sure he's not talking about me. Oh, no. He's, he's, oh, it's just, it's about my soul caliber skills. Okay. We'll, we'll deal with that oh, later. Excellent. Okay, cool. Um, the previously on is just a bunch of Dean hating witches and gross witch stuff that's happened in the Supernatural series. And I kind of, I'm kind of here for it. It's always, it's always fun to get a look back on that. I haven't seen this stuff in so long because I didn't get the previews. So it's yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we see Dean, essentially, he's chasing a, a, who we're going to find out is a witch, through the woods. Mm-hmm. And um, Dean's firing shots out here, right? Dude, dude, and, he's, um, he's, he's legit trying to murder this dude in the woods. It's great. There's some shit happening. And uh, this guy, he's clearly been hit. And he calls somebody and he leaves like a mark and blood on the wall or on a tree rather 
I wasn't totally sure what was going on here, but he keeps running off, and eventually Dean catches up to him, and by the time he does, this this witch casts a spell um, by activating like a purple sigil on uh, the side of a tree. And it, it looks kind of cool. The effect is cool. Yeah, yeah. The purple light stuff that they're getting into, I think, is, is very good. Um, this, like, slings Dean back, and then we get our splash screen, and Dean is waking up just randomly next to a rabbit in a park. <laughs> this yeah, rabbit thing was, was there. super weird, and I don't, I don't understand what was happening. Um, but good. I mean, it's cute. He's in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Uh, Dean's phone is broken, and he kind of accosts a woman, try to get her phone. Of course, she just you know hands him like fifty cents. It's like get the fuck out of here. Uh, but he mm-hmm. does like manage to talk to this dude jogger who's just like, yeah, here's my phone. I'll just here's my nine hundred dollar iPhone. Random person. I'll just be over here yeah. stretching. Like what? It's a it's a it's a whole vibe. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable giving this man on my phone. I, I'd be like I'll call somebody for you. Yeah, give me the give number. Me the number. Yeah, we'll we'll I'll both put you on speaker. I'll put you on speaker. We can walk over. I'll even cut my hand around the little bottom of the phone to make it louder. Like, but I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna hand you my iPhone that I still have 18 payments on my man. This is an yeah, iPhone X. <laughs> That's a Mophie battery case. It's not cheap. <laughs> it's not cheap, brother. Um, but Dean, while he's on the phone with Sam, who is like, hey, man. Been pretty worried about you. You just disappeared last night. So f- let's just gather this together. Sam's just sitting at the motel, like playing World of Warcraft or whatever on his mm-hmm. laptop. And Dean went out for food last night and then just never came back. <laughs> 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 and Sam is like, oh man, I was worried about you. Like, and I believe him, but like, <laughs> he just wasn't doing it. It's not, yeah. Was- it's not, this is very much soulless, <laughs> Sam, of like, well, Dean's gone for three days. <laughs> He'll be all right. <laughs> I guess I'll just get ready for this raid in World of Warcraft. Um, <laughs> I'm the healer. So, <laughs> Dean spots a Waffle House nearby, and he's like, oh, okay, meet me over at the Waffle House. So uh, Sam in- indeed does do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, he shows up and meets Dean, who is kind of out of it. This is our first sign that he's not like really remembering things. He doesn't. Um, Sam makes a comment about like texting Mary and Castiel's in case they have updates for the Lucifer's baby out there. And he's like, what now? And, and Dean just, he's like, has to be reminded of this. Um, yeah. And this is further compounded when they get up to leave. And a young woman uh, who has noticed Dean when she walked in, like walks up to him and is like, Hey, what up? And he's like, Oh, who are you? And she slaps him yeah. across the face. Wrong answer, bucko. Um, another thing that I'm kind of weird about on this episode is that, the beginning part of this, which is treated like a joke, is um, also like treated like he just got super drunk. Like that's a normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and even Sam is like, "Hey, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta calm this down. Like this kind of, you're yeah. like thirty. <laughs> you're almost, <laughs> you're Don't almost older than that. <laughs> you're getting. I got an AARP envelope for you in the bunker the other day. Okay, like you need to calm down with the all night drinking things. If he was twenty six in season one, then he's he's roughly thirty eight at the time of this episode. Yeah, yeah, so. Dude. He can't be going out and blacking out and, you know, disappearing in strange Arkansas towns. We just can't be having it. Uh, they go over to the morgue who and to investigate this body. Um, they This dude died in his office with under suspic- suspicious circumstances, although they can't really figure out anything. Um, but they do find a pile of money in this dude's lungs along with a hex bag. So they know witches are afoot. Yeah. Um so Dean is like getting queasy looking at the stomach contents. Mm-hmm. And at this point I legit was thinking like he doesn't remember what happened last night because the witch did something to him or because he really did drink. And now we're just going to kind of piece together everything that was happening. And um, there's not an actual like serious memory loss situation going on here. And he's queasy because he's hung over. Like I actually thought that that was part of what was going on here. <laughs> um, but no, I guess it's just, he forgot 
that he's used to this stuff. And that's another sign of, of something. See, when they're playing it for laughs, I'm thinking this is like a hangover situation. Yeah, like the movie, absolutely. The hangover. Mm-hmm. Um, and not something far more sinister. I had I had been not spoiled, but like I I I understood the premise of this episode, so I was kind of waiting for him to lose his memory. So all of this like hangover type situation, running into tigers and Mike Tyson, I was just like, okay, let's 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 get through all of this. So maybe maybe a lot of my problem with this is like I wasn't taking the episode on his own terms. Like I was yeah. waiting and for maybe the, the maybe twist. they're playing it for humor to subvert what they're about to do yeah maybe so because i i wasn't as i'm watching it like until it became clear until it was sort of announced to the to the audience what was happening um i was just still kind of under the assumption that this is a hangover situation we're we're, we're in it for goofs and then when it became a serious thing that it was and relating that to real life you go oh wait maybe this isn't as funny as as it wants to be i don't know it's just it's weird weird vibes uh they leave the they leave the more kind of talking about what this dude could have done to attract the ire of these witches and of course dean's like mo money mo problems because he's he's mm-hmm. super goofbag right now um we see that dean can't remember which key goes into the impala to start it and then as they're about to drive off he thinks he has it in reverse and he just drives forward so he just forgot what reverse was um an extremely real thing i've seen happen many times me, dude i did it the other day like i literally was the thought i was in reverse <laughs> and like i didn't like jam on this to go run into some mailboxes or anything like i just let my foot off the brake and i was like whoa wait a minute <laughs> i'm not going that direction um i love that this there was just the random extra that when he they hit these uh i think it's newspaper boxes she just <laughs> yeah. looks over and like really are you yeah. really <laughs> it's really funny Sam's to me. like our bad yep that's all that's, that's, that's on us uh, that's on us bad. uh come collect your well insurance. yeah because <laughs> because the newspaper stand is immobile yeah so yes this, is, definitely, this is definitely not the newspaper box's fault <laughs> as if it as if it could be oh no there's there's newspapers just dropped in front of us yeah, officer no, sorry that's haunted that, that yeah that's haunted sorry haunted. yeah emf is orbing like crazy right now yeah this the emf you just hold the emf up to the woman it's going nuts look Ma'am, 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 come back! EMS going nuts. Come back! Hey, excuse me, <laughs> going nuts. Um, and then to to finish this scene in kind of a serious moment, Dean starts uh have, get, kind of gets kind of woozy, and as Sam is trying to get his attention, saying Dean, 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 he just looks at him and says, "Who's Dean?" Um, so obviously, like this is way more serious than we had anticipated. Yeah. Um, now at this point, they could have been like, "All right, we got our comedy in. Now we know." that this is a little bit deeper than we thought we can take it a little bit more seriously um and there's even something that they bring up later where like dean is unburdened of everything that he carries like you know the weight of being a hunter um and there is something to be said about a dean who can't remember all the horrible things that have happened being a little bit lighter but because they push so far into goofy it stops feeling like oh this is a a less you know a, a more at peace dean but the ignorance is bliss thing obviously never really works out. But yeah, I don't know. They just let's I don't want to belabor the point. Sure. Let's keep it moving. Uh they go back to the hotel. Sam thinks that he that Dean got hexed. Um and this and he, he gives Dean a test by trying to get him to name all of the members of the band Bon Jovi. And Dean correctly says Bon Jovi. And frankly, that's all we need. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else Sam was looking for. He said Bon Jovi, which is pretty good. Like that's that's that's. I would I would score the same amount on this test, is what I'm same. saying. Same. <laughs> um. Uh. But he also can't remember. Like, and, and Dean starts to like say, "No, I'm not losing my memory. I'm fine. That's a door. That's a TV." Uh, and he points at a lamp and says, "That's a light stick." But he just can't remember the word lamp. Um. And again, like 
we're, we're about to go onto this whole trip where they have to read like live the night before and like this is kind of something that i'm living through right now <laughs> like people not being able yeah. to remember words yeah. and it's just it, i don't know if this is hit too close to home but like i'm like all right dudes like let's not let's not like do this right now yeah it's every day like right before i went to record this podcast i was de- dealing with the situation yeah it's you know it it's real life so and it's it's i don't label things lamp in real life you know like yeah it you have to take it more seriously um we go to rowena who is playing a poker game in a server room filled I with i cannot fathom what she's doing in there. what like i guess this is supposed to be like a boiler room situation like that 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 famous card movie boiler room um but like it's just it's literally just racks of computers some of which have like pc gamer lights on them like it's fucking yeah. wild <laughs> it's so weird uh and she's <laughs> and she's using magic to win at hands basically um yeah. the, the, her phone rings it's sam uh he tells her kind of what's happening and she's like well you need to check to make sure that he is uh still has hair on the rest of his body or if he's smooth as a Ken doll from the neck down, which Sam's like, I'm not checking. I'm that. not. I don't care how much you promise to make out with me. And she's like, excuse me. Wait, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Also, how'd you get this number? <laughs> this, I thought I thought this one was changed. Come on, babe. Don't joke. <laughs> don't call me babe, Sam. I've told you this a million times. <laughs> she does actually like pretend to flirt with him. She's like, ooh, did you save me in your contacts? Yeah. Do I yeah. have a special ringtone? And Sam is like. I need to a minute alone. You excuse me. <laughs> you go get a red napkin so I can hide this, this mess. Is, this is the most attention I've ever gotten from my girlfriend. <laughs> I will say, uh, I'm I, I'm very glad that Rowena is back, and, and yeah. I'm very like the stuff that we get the Rowena stuff that we get into in this. I think is really really good. So I'm 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 actually kind of like all jokes aside like sam and rowena having a developing relationship is is actually kind of cool like I, yeah removing the romantic stuff from it entirely because you don't really get a lot of that in this episode i mean it's one-sided so yeah, yeah i can see <laughs> you definitely you need that. to remove it um <laughs> as, as as they're talking they get off the phone and he, sam realizes that dean has disappeared uh he tracks him down to a hotel room upstairs that he's trying to go into because he cannot remember what hotel room they're in um and then we start the kind of montage of them not really a montage but like them trying to retrace all of dean's steps um starting at a burger joint uh, where they run into the lady that slapped him at the waffle house yeah um we find out that they basically they hooked up the night before he came in here he rode the mechanical bull um they started chatting it up with each other Mm -hmm. um to kind of like sidestep the magic here, Sam says that, oh yeah, he was he was probably roofied or something like that. So then there's this like horrible moment where this woman is like, oh my god, did I take advantage of you? Um, and I feel like this is still played for laughs more too. Me too. But um, <laughs> super strange that the the show that has massive consent issues are just chuckling it up over. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I will say this woman gets the best line of the entire episode when she <laughs> says like her and Dean are talking, and then like Sam kind of butts in saying like um i can't remember exactly what it was but she starts to say it's none of your business but she she says it's none of your who are you she just looks at sam like who is this man what is he doing 
why are you here asking me questions? There's yeah. also a moment where um, after she tells them that uh, Dean did four shots of tequila and then hit the hit the Larry the bull, uh, Dean's like, well, you know, was I good? And she just looks at him like, you were amazing. And it cuts to <laughs> Sam. And I swear to God, I thought Sam's eyes were going to roll back like 100, uh, 360 <laughs> degrees into his head. Like, I'm going to have to like gift this myself to make sure that's like what's what goes on twitter for it because jesus christ it's fucking hilarious like it's he is just so fucking done with this conversation um he he hates the shit they uh sam excuse me dean and this woman were supposed to meet up later but of course he he blew her off um they asked for security camera footage and there's like some weird like one-liners that are thrown around here where sam's or dean is like i'm trying to read my own lips and it's like i I can't read lips or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, what did, what are you guys doing right what now? Like, happening? what is this? Yeah. Um, and then like they watch Dean chase this dude, get zapped by him. And then um, Dean starts shooting back where in present day, Dean is like, I can shoot a gun. Like he seems very surprised by this. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but yeah, so now they have their next lead. They now they know they're looking for the switch. Uh, do they already go to the guy's office? Because Sam puts two and two together here and remembers. We skipped. We skipped right over that, my dude. <laughs> you know what? I'm okay with it because it didn't matter. They went to the murder victim's office at a certain mm-hmm. point. Saw some stuff. Trying to just retrace her steps from the day before. Sam saw a photo on the wall of this guy named. Or we will find out his name is Gideon, who is the witch. And um, yeah. So now Sam is like, oh, I've seen this photo or a photo of this guy before. Uh, I would recognize that bald head anywhere because, you know, of course, I only respect great heads of hair, says Sam, um, says Chris as well. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, then they just go from there, I guess. Yeah. So they, they just le- they just go into the woods behind this bar, which I find hysterical. Uh, and while they are going out there, uh, Sam is kind of filling in Dean about like their lives. And, and Dean is super excited about it. He thinks it sounds awesome. We sound like heroes. Uh, and of course, Sam is like, man, it's not all it's caught up to be. But Dean, apparently experiencing this for the first time, is is super excited about it. Um, they eventually find the glyph, which Sam takes a picture and texts it to Rowena. She says, new, no, new phone, who dis? Sam, yeah. Sam's like, it's me, Sam. She's Sam, who? We go through the whole thing. It's like a five-minute process. Uh, it's, a whole, it's a whole bit. And then Dean, shortly, uh, not far from the, uh, from the glyph, finds the dead witch. Um, yeah. we, we cut to a commercial break and then we f- see two more witches. Chris, what is the sister's name? Did you catch it? I think it might be Katrina or Katarina or something. So I, I thought Katrina, um, and mm-hmm. I was, I was looking at the cast and it's, I guess it's Catriona, C-A-T-R-I-O-N-A. <laughs> and I was like supernatural can you calm down please well what do you know what? this woman was like chewing some scenery like, dude she, she was so excited to be in an episode of supernatural yeah she must have been a fan she really liked playing a witch so i gotta give it to her she was she was super excited uh this is the brother and sister of gideon and uh they are super mad that their um you know brother got killed same um I'm trying to see if this this woman was anything else, and she was in a game of Hyrule, which is some sort of short video. Interesting. I dude, she played Zelda. What? I don't know. This is a Game of Thrones Legend of Zelda mashup that I am looking at right now, Chris Mosier. What in tarnation? I'm sending you the picture. Wisdom, power, courage, corruption. What the fuck? 
toxic. <laughs> oh my goodness. <sighs> is this like the porn parody of it? Like, I what don't, is going I on? don't think so, but wow, <laughs> huh? Is that allowed? Is that allowed? Yeah, she plays Zelda. Who plays Link? <laughs> they don't <laughs> They don't have Link in the cast. <laughs> they don't have a Link. That's how do you not have a link? They have a maybe he's dead. Maybe that's the problem. They have something called desperate potato mother, but they don't have a okay. link. Well, <laughs> yep. Okay, where are we now? I don't so, think Chris. Um, I want to. I want to focus in on. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Uh, they head back to the motel, right? And then Noina, Ruina shows up. Um, Dean can't remember anything, so Sam is able to convince his brother for the first time. Hey, this is actually this is my girlfriend, Ruina. Yeah, this is. And we date all Rowena the time says, no big deal yeah we've like made out like a bunch um mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you you were there for some of it so you, you can back me up on this lots of hand um, stuff is what we were mostly lots, into like hand a ton stuff. of hand stuff, ton of hand stuff. Like, it's like some upper body stuff yeah yeah, um, yeah. nothing under the clothes though we're, we're you know we're, we're, we're still we're Taking not married i got rough hands <laughs> i got a huge rough hands I can't <laughs> you won't let me near that um, without several applications of lotion anyway so, i don't know why i'm yeah, going what was going on so all right she says hey this glyph this is like an ancient celtic sign or something and it's in the language of trees like oh this is some deep some deep deep magic shit uh sam, sam puts on scooby-doo for dean i don't and this is where he turns into like a like a flappy little boy and it's very confusing um him sam and Rowena, um they look into it she into the you know the magic situation Rowena recognizes gideon the dead guy and his family and uh what are they called the lachlans or something like that yeah the lachlans mm-hmm. she says had yeah, this family are the only ones who can use these particular kinds of spells. So if killing the witch that cast the spell didn't undo it, then you'll have to uh, find the, the, I think it's called the Black Grimoire or something like that, in order to, you have to get the book that this comes from and then cast the spell from there to undo it. Yeah. Um, so they're going to need to, um, they're going to have to do a, a book heist. They're going to have to do a book heist. Um, it's pretty clear at this point that, because she says this family came from the old country um, and it's it's kind of, clear that like there's something going on like she knows a little bit more than than this um yeah but and then in a in a very strange mood move sam takes dean into the bathroom and we don't see it it happens over a commercial break but we come back from commercial and dean is is kind of sitting there shocked because sam has just told him his entire life story um and and dean is shocked because wow like of all of the things that were going to get me um to go out like this is really depressing and i'm like why are you guys in the bathroom what is yeah what is what is this weird why did you make dean sit on the toilet for this why are you why is your long-legged ass sitting on this like short ass fucking bathtub in a hotel room like what is this shot chris i don't awkward framing i don't get it i was it just because they didn't want to do this in front of rowena or something like she she knows I know she knows everything. I don't. He didn't. There's it's secrets. It's bro secrets. He doesn't want it's bro GF stuff. to hear. Yeah, it's bro. Because then he's got to talk about his ex girlfriends. Of course, Sam's ex girlfriends are a part of Dean's backstory because it's Sam telling. Of course, you know? yeah. And then you think it's exactly like that scene. Um, I can't, was it was it from the werewolf where he's telling Dean what happened and he gets like excruciatingly detailed about the sex stuff and yeah, Dean's yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa! If you think he just yeah. keep, does that again. Yes, one hundred percent. Oh, Jesus. Sam has no filter. He has no fucking filter. Um, so 
Adidas is kind of having a hard time even keeping this in his head. Like he can feel the, the, the these facts like just bleeding out. Um, Sam walks out and Rowena is still in the hotel room and says, how's Dean? And Sam is very dismissive. Like, like you, you Sam says, care. like you care yeah. in the most masculine voice I've ever come out of this man. He was trying so hard to he impress was, he was, he, he Man, he was trying to be as masculine as possible. Crazy. Um, but um, we we get this, this scene is intercut with yeah. with with Jensen with with Dean staring into the mirror, like literally staring into the camera, saying, "My name is Dean Winchester. My brother is Sam Winchester. My mother is Mary Winchester. My best friend is." He can't remember Castiel. He can't get the whole name out, but he says Cass. Mm-hmm. And then we see him try to say it again. And then by the end of it, he can't even remember his own name. And this is, we, I think we get a tear uh, here from Jensen. We see. I couldn't tell if the, this was him crying or if his just had literally or, just washed his face. So. I thought that too. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure. Um, but either way, it's that, that frustration pouring over from, you know, he, they, they let him be serious now. He's not the slapstick butt of the joke anymore. He is somebody suffering from serious memory loss, and he knows that he is, but he can't do anything about it. He's struggling to try and just remember his own name, and even that is too far away. And I can't imagine how frustrating that must be. So, and man, uh, we get we get a serious moment, like Jensen killing this moment too. Yeah, uh, like he he is acting the shit out of this, and I think I don't know if it's just been in like supernatural videos or uh, gifts that I come across, like doing stuff for the show or what, but like this scene, I had seen a bunch. Um, and I, I knew the general premise of this episode, like I mentioned. So I kind of, I think what was happening in my mind when I started this, I was expecting this to be the entire episode of like, oh, mm-hmm. we have to deal with Dean losing his memory and like maybe lashing out. Like I had, I had my own shit built up. Like maybe he's going to lash out against Sam because he thinks Sam is a fucking psycho. But so yeah. I guess I did not expect the, the, the funny jokey kind of, kind of way that they approach this. So maybe this is all on my, on me. Um, Sam has a lead on where he thinks these dudes are, but he's going to make Rowena stay behind uh, to, to watch Dean because he can't carry Dean with him. And he doesn't trust Rowena at all to, to like be around this book. And she pretty readily admits like, Oh yeah, I definitely want the book, but like, I also want a favor from the Winchesters. Like I, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I can be, I, things can be two things. Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Dean has, has pretty much already forgotten everything. Rowena begins to set up this, the spell and, Dean is, is constant, like poking at it and prodding at it. So she gives him a voodoo doll, which he, he starts to immediately stab and begins to tell this story about a beautiful witch who was run out of her country by the British men of letters and found a family of witches uh, to stay with, but they were extremely cold and extremely mean and threw her out um, yeah. to which, uh, you know, Dean says like these, these witches sound like dicks. Um, and they have this very serious conversation where Rowena tells Dean, like, you know, you, you have done some awful things. You've killed scores of people. And I thought she was just going to be trying to, like, fuck with him here. Me too. Kind of. Yeah. It goes beyond that. So that was good. Uh, and this, and like, you know, but you have done, you have killed those people. It was always for what you believed was the greater good. Like, you, you were always doing it in service of somebody or something higher than you. And, you know, I've done terrible, horrible things. And I you know i i don't know if that was worth it and you know dean's like why are you telling me all of this <laughs> she's like because you will definitely not remember any of it um and this is just kind of a a fascinating insight into rowena who was like you know i've always done things to get more power 
And then I witnessed the creator of the universe and his sister, who were the most all-powerful beings in the universe, and they still weren't happy. So what what can power do for me? Like, what what am I really chasing here? And if this is the beginning of Rowena kind of making a turn into being bros with the supernatural boys and we're going to have a good time, I am fucking here for it. Like, I, yeah, same. I love Rowena kind of, and um, I, I love this, this kind of depth to her character. Jensen, obviously, especially with the serious stuff like looking in the mirror, he, he, he's acting. And I actually want to say that Jared, as Sam throughout this, does a really great job as well. Sam is always kind of like, on the fringe of, of maybe collapsing a little bit, like he's about to lose his shit a little bit because he's watching his brother disintegrate. Um, and there's a lot of emotion for him throughout this. But Rowena, writing-wise, takes the cake for me in this because it's just sort of out of nowhere and, and, and didn't expect this from her in this episode or, or at all, particularly. And just to have this like quiet revelation that maybe the path she's been on isn't the path that she wants. And she's not trying to like, seek forgiveness or anything like that she's just saying hey maybe my ambitions aren't all that i thought that they were yeah um and while she's talking to dean about this stuff saying you've killed all these people we cut over to sam and he's like doing stealth karate and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he puts a gun to this dude's head outside he takes him down i actually thought that we were going to see sam be the version of dean that she was describing to dean yeah this like ruthless Mm -hmm. you know and i we really only see Sam get the the one kill here. Um, but I, I did really think that th- this was going to show the ruthlessness because he's so emotionally fraught now that he is about to lose his brother and they don't, they don't really go there, but they almost set the scene up like it's going to do that. And then they don't do that. I feel like they, they probably had that idea and they, yeah. they have a 42 minute runtime. <laughs> so they, like I would be they curious. They have a, like a minute and a half montage at the end of this episode. So they had to cut. Yeah, they had to, they had to do slow motion. Jensen Ackles riding a bull for some reason so that we don't get Sam <laughs> executing every single guard in this house. Um, <laughs> he also sneaks into, I was very confused by this, but he sneaks into the house. And the first thing he does is call <laughs> Rowena on speakerphone. <laughs> and like, I, I, I thought they were going to do more with this like oh she fucking next tell went off yeah dude and he just puts it the phone in his pocket like still on speaker and i'm like what the fuck are you doing so he's supposed to get the book and she's supposed to do the spell once he has the book yeah i guess yeah that, that was that was the know. idea uh but it doesn't quite work out that way because um the sister witch is um basically just immediately just stops him in his tracks like he comes in mm-hmm. and is like you need to stop this they've got the dead brother laid out with weird stones on his face uh she's pinning some butterflies and she cast a spell and like makes them all scream at sam whose ears starts bleeding uh the other brother comes in and slams him into a bookshelf he doesn't lose conscious for somehow um although (laughs) although although he definitely goes to sleep in between these scenes because he wakes up in the next scene so yeah yeah, i think it counts as a knockout chris i don't i think so i think so i think that we can put that one on the tally Mm -hmm. um you know for the limited time that we see these villains um whatever her name is here not katrina She's like we said earlier, she's really going for it. I thought she was a great villain for the for the brief time that we see her. Um, but yeah, so now Rowena has obviously overheard everything going on. And I think when we pick back up from commercial break, we see Dean waking up in the Impala and presumably Rowena left him notes yeah. saying like stay in the car or whatever. But she I like that she knows that even as Dean is losing himself, there is still this instinct inside of him that he's going to get out of the car. Um, so she like leaves him notes to help him find his way to the trunk. There's there's a great there's a great gag coming up with that that I I'm that's just very funny. Um, yeah. 
Sam wakes up um, and he is tied to a chair. And the witch's plan is basically to use a weird black knife that they don't bother to get when they leave, which I think is an oversight. Get all of the black knives, right? Huge oversight, guys. <laughs> you got a big trunk. <laughs> you got a huge trunk full of like weird occult weapons. Like, add this one to the collection. Um, but they're going to use this knife to steal Sam's soul and to basically use it to resurrect their brother. Uh, the the alive brother Boyd, which is definitely what I call all of my witches in The Sims, Boyd. Yeah. Uh, For sure, <laughs> which warlock Boyd at your service? Yeah, hi, I'm Boyd. Nice <laughs> I'm Geralt. Good to meet you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Boyd doesn't really want to do this. He can you can tell he's kind of reticent, and Sam is actually pretending to be asleep when Rowena uh, knocks on the door. Uh, Katrina comes, goes down to meet her. Uh, Sam tries to convince Boyd not to do this, but he's just pretty much going to do it. Katrina does not recognize Rowena, uh, but eventually puts a face to the name and is like, Oh, you were that raggedy Ann girl that showed up on our um, doorstep begging us, literally begging us and offering, to, offering herself to us if we would teach you things. And of course, we thought you were too pathetic to do it. I could see the fleas on you. Like, really starts degrading Rowena in a, in a kind of yeah. harsh fashion. It ain't very nice. It's, and um, well, they start to fight, and I actually thought like Rowena was going to have something in her back pocket here. Uh, no, not really. I mean, Dean. Dean's Dean, in her back Dean is in her back pocket. Yeah, because Sam will not fit there, as we have. Uh, yeah, we have, we have, we discovered. Yes, Dean um gets out of the car, goes to the trunk, uh, and where she's, I think she has a sign that's like "Open this" or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> she, he looks immediately at the grenade launcher where she has put a sticky note that just says no. Yeah. <laughs> a highlight of this episode for me right there, Chris. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why this is getting me. This is the kind of humor that really works yeah. because it's Rowena doing the humor yes. based on her assumptions of, of Dean's instincts. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Um, instead, she's put another sticker of her gun that says yes. And then witch killing bullets. Um, mm-hmm. Katrina starts singing Raggedy Ann and uh, she got thrown into a, a mirror. So she like holds Rowena against a, a wall and starts grabbing shards of mirrors and like throwing it at Rowena. Um, you, you mentioned chewing the scenery. This, 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 this woman is just gobbling up. Like she is playing Zelda in a YouTube version of uh-huh. game of Thrones uh-huh. slash high rule. Um, a lot of, a lot of scene chewing here. Like I don't particularly mind this. I think she's having a lot of fun with it. Um, and yeah, for sure. And which battles are going to be dramatic no matter what you do. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, she's having fun. Yeah. She's having a good time. And so am I. It stood out. So, um, let's see. Dean walks in and I've seen this like gif before. I actually thought this was very funny. Um, cause she points the gun or Dean points the gun at the witch and she's like, what is that going to do? And he just holds up the sticky note. This is witch killing bullets on it. I've for the longest time wondered what is the context of this <laughs> gif that I'm seeing places. Um, but I actually did think that was very funny. I did too. Um, yeah. I also like that there was no, like no hesitation on Dean's part. Um, mm-hmm. like they, this could have easily been a, like the, this, this witch like talks for a while and like, you should kill her because she's done terrible things or whatever. But instead it's just like, like click a boom and she's dead. Um, they, Sam, meanwhile, in the, in this distraction manages to, uh, break himself loose from the chair and chases Boyd out of the room where he goes to the flight of stairs where Dean and Rowena are standing under. Um, and there's a brief moment where Dean d- obviously does not recognize Sam. Um, and points his gun like between both of them and eventually points it directly at, at Sam. And Sam says, no, 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 no. 
I'm brother, that's witch. <laughs> and then he just moves the gun over and then shoots the witch. Like, no big deal. And I was like, yeah. No, yeah. no sweat gang, dude. No sweat. Excellent dude. work. Dude, no sweat. <laughs> no Don't sweat. even worry about it. None sweat, dude. We're good. So, yeah. Um, They've killed the witches. So, killed the witches and come back from commercial break. Upstairs, Sam is seeing some light, some purple light. The spell is being cast. Uh, Dean walks out. He comes down the stairs and says, who's this hippie? Um, and Sam has never been more hurt oh in his my life. God, do you think that he believes for just a second that him and that Dean and Rowena were smooching up there? That's what was causing yeah, the light. Like that's he was, part of he it. He was too. just heartbroken that's that Dean would steal his girlfriend. Yeah, because uh, he can't remember. I guess. Yeah. Um, he's like Dean. Dean would know that that's my GF if he could just remember. Dean doesn't remember uh, that I called dibs. Yeah, <laughs> can't do that, Sammy. Sorry, bud. Um, but uh, but yeah, then obviously Dean's like, no, I'm just kidding. I remember you. Yeah. Sam is like distraught. He's like, fuck you. That is not funny. It's and that not, is my it's, girlfriend. Uh, it's not. It's not a good joke. It's really not a good joke. But it's also just not a good joke. Um, no. Rowena pretty much leaves. Uh, there's this, you know, kind of conversation between Sam and Dean of can't believe you called Rowena. I can't believe you wrote Larry. Um, Rowena tries to just be like kind of cavalier and just go get in the car uh, to to leave or go get in the cab. But Sam likes over and is like, "So can I can I get the new phone number that you know?" I the thought one that, that he was gonna like put the moves on her in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. but he just goes, "No, give me the fucking grimoire. Give me the grimoire." Um, and then she rides off, and we have this conversation between Sam and Dean. Um, that I feel like isn't necessarily earned. Because Sam no. says that he was a little bit jealous of Dean because having forgotten all of the crap that they've gone through, Dean was seemed happy, like without carrying that burden. And of course, Dean responds like, hey, it wasn't just the crap I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember anything. And if that's what it takes to be happy, like I would, I don't want to be that way. Um, and like, I don't feel like we got Dean happy ever. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He was just like, he was slapstick. He was goofy. Yeah. But it's just like, this wasn't the point of the episode. Um, I know that, so Sam had said something about how they they have been through a lot of stuff, including two apocalypses and all this stuff. And, you know, that's really the only other line that seemed to tie into this part of it, of just saying, like, I am burdened with knowing all this. We just went to prison. Um, we've done a lot of a lot of shit. But... I don't know. It, yeah, it, it just didn't. Uh, it it didn't. It didn't feel like that's yeah earned. You're right. Because <laughs> here we go. Found it. <laughs> like the they have that conversation and like Dean's reaction to that is I don't know, man. It seems like we're heroes. Um, mm-hmm. But then later, like after that, when they go back to the hotel room, like he's he's kind of like a dumbass, um, like a complete dumbass. Like when mm-hmm. watching Supernatural, uh, watching uh, Scooby Doo, and and not remembering his name, and then then there's like the whole like really emotional thing in the bathroom where you can tell he's not happy and he's fucking terrified. So like at the end of this, like, and, and I feel like Sam would have got some of those vibes from him being in the bathroom with with Dean, and when Dean's like, I can barely even remember the things that you just told me, and like this 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 kind of death terrifies me, and. I don't know. Like, I don't know why Sam is like, man, I was really jealous of you completely losing your memory and almost like forgetting how to eat and dying. Like that's Mm -hmm. fucking weird, man. Dean didn't forget his, like Dean didn't have amnesia. If Dean had amnesia where he's like, I don't remember who I am, but I can still brush my fucking teeth. You know, 
that's different. But amnesia and dementia are different things. Yes. And what they gave Dean in this was dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, so they Sam's reaction is, is is as if his brother had amnesia. Yeah. And look, it's and, and I recognize that this is this is a, a spell by cast by a witch caused this. Like we're of not, of course. we're not, we're we're, we're we're in no way, shape, or form thinking that they're like trying to, you know, intentionally say bad things about anybody that has amnesia or dementia or anything like that. I just think that the tone for this was extremely inconsistent during the episode. They 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 really tried to go for this like super emotional thing at one point, but then like walked it back almost immediately. And we haven't even talked like. After they have this conversation, there's like a, a minute and a half montage of Dean riding the bull and like watching Scooby Doo and like all of this other stuff and set to like weird half slow mo, 12 frame per second kind of stuttery thing. And I don't know, while a weird song plays about horses, like I don't know, or like, yeah, toy horses or horses or something. Toy horses, yeah. I, I, I don't get this at all, my man. Like, I, I don't know. Was I supposed to feel like sad at that ending? Like, I, I think, um, because now that Dean remembers who he is, he doesn't have this childlike wonder anymore. He has the burden of, of being Dean Winchester once again. Um, and I mean, t- all these points taken on their own are certainly pointed to a degree, but they, they don't necessarily blend into a cohesive theme through this the episode wasn't about somebody you know being unburdened of their past it was somebody losing themselves completely which of course dean points out that hey sam that's not what i was doing i couldn't remember you or me or anything but the show it just seems a little bit confused about where they're trying to land with this it yeah i i I, that that's what i feel like i i it just didn't quite I guess work for me and the overall episode I think is is very good like the stuff that lands the stuff that lands really well I've really liked Marwina's history in this um Mm -hmm. like all of her like I I don't necessarily care about her ties with the British men of letters it makes a lot of sense given she has a throwaway line about that I don't even know if we yeah I I mentioned it but yeah like we didn't we didn't really get into it but like she the reason she was kicked out of her home country was because of the British men of letters so like the idea of her interacting with that group makes sense like that's all kind of cool i don't need to know anything more about it please don't give us a whole episode <laughs> like um but i i like the expansion of rowena's character and i really like this characterization of her thinking like oh i saw this thing i saw these two cosmic beings that all powerful cosmic beings arguing with each other realize like power doesn't make me happy so right. now i've got to figure out something else and really like that's what we've seen of her in season 12 is her kind of pulling away from all of this magic stuff and just kind of I mean, focusing on like money, which I guess is like mm-hmm. a second thing to focus on if you wanted to. But I like yeah. the idea of like I I shouldn't do these terrible things to just to have power. Yeah, she's just doing like regular person terrible things. <laughs> yeah, just doing normal stuff like you know fleecing fifty year old boomers, which is fine. Yeah, I don't really it's care. It's fine. It's fine. We're comfortable with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I do. You know, I enjoyed my time with the episode, despite my nitpicks. Obviously. Um, I understand why people like it. Obviously, Jensen and Jared are funny together. So when you take it out of context, it's like, this is silly. Jensen's being funny. This works. Um, but like you said, you know, we both have personal experience with it. So 
suddenly we find something to take offense to. Um, yes, finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally, um, Chris and Jeremy get to crawl up on a pedestal. And <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's just the right it's just the right height so I can get off my high horse and be right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works out really well for me. It was super great. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, it, it is what it is. I think it kind of misses the, the mark a little bit, but it has some good moments. Yeah, same. Um, any any last thoughts on the episode before we get get That'll the heck out of here? Well, I'll do it. Uh, thank you, everybody listening. Thank you to all of the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Lots more exclusive content uh, coming, more commentary episodes, maybe some gaming episodes, all kinds of cool stuff happening um, over there. Thank you to everybody that's been uh, following us on social media and has been reaching out to talk to us and things like that and retweeting the episode, telling your friends like we've seen kind of a surge of, of folks. So I'm, I'm just super happy about that. Oh, yeah. Only took 189 episode, but we're finally gaining traction, you know, Chris. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we're coming up on our 200th episode. You know that, huh? That's crazy. That's crazy. I uh, I haven't looked to see what episode that will be. Like, I wonder if it's a like a significant episode of the TV show, or if it would just be like Hopefully it's a good one. Or will we even remember? Because I never think about is that. The n- finale of this season is it? I don't know. It's in 11 episodes. You think? episode planning guide i have a spreadsheet i have actually do have a spreadsheet for this let's look because <laughs> that would be what 20 episode 22 of the season i don't know if it's 22 or 23 episodes um 21 and then there's 23 so i don't i don't know anything about this um i feel like we've had this conversation on the podcast uh it's something about mary is the name of the episode. okay well we'll figure it out we will figure it out uh thank you again everybody uh monsterweek.cool and goodbye bye everyone Yo, yo. Uh, one second. Oh, oh. You hear that? Knock the shit over. <laughs> there is a uh, a state of play happening right now, apparently. Oh, really? Is that today? Yeah. I don't. I, I didn't know about that, but Steve just texted me and he said, "Oh, this is happening." And I was like, "Well, bro, I'm recording, so let me know if anything cool happens." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw a headline that was like. Uh, Sony releasing PS5 information, and then the tweet I saw that announced it from Sony was like, "No, ex- no, like big PS5 yeah. announcements." And I'm like, "Okay, cool, 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 cool." I think this is just about like pre-existing PS4 stuff. Maybe Elden Ring, but that's, say, that I was mean, an Xbox I mean, thing, right? El- Elden Ring is cross-platform, so you know, maybe. But I seriously. Don't. Mm. Mm. Um. All right, hold on one second. I mean, I'm still here, but I haven't started recording yet. (laughs) Um, Somebody emailed me just as I was about to log off, being like, hey, can you fix this problem that I've known about for two and a half hours but didn't say anything about? No. No sweat. It's easy, (laughs) but it's a pain in the ass that they waited. Uh, All right. Slack. What's this? All right.
this. I set my um, computer up in front of a window. And um, it's weird because, like, I can't see outside, but, like, I can look up and I can sit up straight. I can see, like, above the screen and, like, see outside. Mm -hmm. But it just makes it so, like, it's just really bright sunlight coming from the window and then me looking at the screen and so like I'm cranking up the brightness on the screen and I'm like I'm just ruining my eyes <laughs> like this is not the way that any of this is supposed to work like this is all bad So I used to have I, I miss it but my old desk at work two gigantic windows right behind me so for like one hour a day I could not see my computer screen yeah. like there's just nothing I could do about it and it gave me such bad migraines but I did really like having those windows there all right, uh, that is all that, and, okay, oop, hold on, tried to clock out, but I couldn't. Uh-oh, gotta get the, gotta get them hours, Chris. Gotta get them hours, I'm just, I'll go, actually, I'll go do the podcast real quick, oh. just, then I'll clock out. Get paid to podcast. I guess we do technically get paid to podcast, so we can't That is, that's, that's true, all right, um. this don't need that. log off before anybody fucking emails me i gotta find my notes that i made and uh, i'll start recording because you know what that's part of podcasting that's something they don't tell you but you know it's essential you got to record they really keep the keep the secret podcast secrets from us don't they <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean who, mm-hmm. who else out here has started podcasting without recording you know what i'm saying like it's just not that's right and then you just finish you go all right Good show, guys. Good show. You walk away <laughs> and go, wait a second. A one-off podcast. I was watching, um, I can't remember these dudes' names anymore. It's Middleditch and Swartz. So Thomas Middleditch and Ben Swartz. They have, uh, like a, they have a Netflix thing where they did three improv shows. Um, and they recorded three of them and they released them on Netflix or whatever. And they're very funny. Like If you like those two dudes, it's, it's highly recommended. But um, they had a thing like at the beginning of one of them was like, and this show will only exist for this. Wait a minute. That's what we usually say. We're actually recording this one and everybody is going to see it. But yeah, like making a unique show for just that, that yeah. audience is wild to me. I think that's like kind of what you call a live performance, bro. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. But I mean, like I would imagine like versus a like a, a normal stand up routine that you have, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. A, you have a script. For sure. For sure. For sure. You have bits. You got bits. We got yeah, bits. You got bits. I uh, I was listening to a podcast about um, this dude, Prince Paul, and he produced a bunch of Chris Rock albums. And he's a hip-hop guy, but he mm-hmm. uh, somehow got hooked up with Chris Rock. And when Chris Rock started getting like fairly big with those HBO specials in the late 90s and early 2000s, um, he, he produced these albums. So they have like skits on them and everything. And it's intercut with Chris Rock stand-up. And I, had for- I haven't listened to any of that Chris Rock stuff. I don't know if he's like... I don't know if you were like listening to any of that stuff. I mean, I know you were pretty young at the time. I don't know if you've ever listened to any of that stuff or watched any of the Chris Rock specials. Um, I've definitely seen Chris Rock stand up before, but it's it was it's it's pretty. It's definitely not PC, Chris. <laughs> no. What was the big one? What was the really popular one? Um, I mean, there was the purple suit or something. There was keeper off leather the, jacket. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got a lot of like real loud like Eddie Murphy t- style kind of outfits. But there was like the keeper off the pole line. Um, there was the the OJ stuff. There was the you know not all black people are in words that kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. just a lot of a lot of like really intense stuff. So I was like, after I listened to the podcast and listened to Prince Paul talk about creating it, I was um, 
I was like, oh, well, I'm washing dishes. I'm going to throw on this Chris Rock album. <laughs> and like, yeah. <laughs> and just immediately was like, oh, man, I hope literally nobody comes up to my house and like, here's, you know, Chris Rock dropping in bombs just constantly and yelling, it be a lot yelling for, it. <laughs> it could be a lot for a white guy just doing dishes, you know? I'm telling you, man, I was, uh, it's not like, I, I don't really care. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I'm not, I'm not right. it's not like I'm taking Chris Rock to task or his comedy yeah. from 20 years ago or 30 years ago now or whatever. Yeah. But like, it's wild to me that like that was I remember growing up and when that stuff coming out like that those were bits that we used to repeat to one another and crack up laughing yeah. like that was that was the oh, weird yeah. thing to me about it <clears throat> it's it's weird to think about stuff like that when you're a kid and you just like don't realize I mean you should realize but you just like well no I'm just doing I'm just saying the comedy thing that somebody else said and you don't realize that like well you know you, you're saying that word because you have no idea of like the weight of that word and, and whatever exactly um, yeah it's just weird to look back on that it's 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 super strange like repeating um ace ventura jokes to one mm-hmm. another and all that like it's like super oh strange. man uh what's his name dane cook was that was the thing like, for you guys that was the thing when we were like 14 yeah and i don't know if we were saying anything like really racy or anything like that but just like the um the, the, his manner of speaking and stuff like that and like his mannerisms that was kind of the stuff that like kids would pick up on at least in my like friend group and i can only imagine how fucking annoying that must have been for like all the adults <laughs> around us so it was us little kids who think that we're super funny and obviously like we had south park everybody had south park but the family guy was huge because it yeah it got canceled and then it just came back around that time for us so when you're 14 and you hear family guy God, I mean, you're the Family Guy fan of the, of the podcast. I am, you know. I am, yeah. I love it when the dog fucks the wife. That's my favorite part. Yeah, that's my um, favorite bit. Um, the Simpsons, I think I've told you this before, but when the Simpsons came out, they, like, banned us from wearing a Bart Simpson shirt or even, like, like I got in trouble so for funny. tracing a Bart Simpson picture. Like, I wasn't even drawing it. I was just tracing it. I was like, just tracing. You that. <laughs> and they were like, this is fraudulent. This you is, can't this, do this. Yeah, um, this, this has Bart Simpson and he's not allowed because he says, <laughs> eat my shorts. <laughs> That's such a legendary thing to say. I really liked uh, Butters from South Park when I was of course, in, like, yeah. fifth grade. Yeah, 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 yeah. For some reason, I clung on to Butters of all the characters. I had a hamster named Butters. Super, super weed head Jeremy, like, when, like, like downloaded a bunch of those episodes and would just like you know get super stoned on the couch and just watch a bunch of south park all in a row yeah that was uh it's weird to think my sister who was four years older than me rented that the the bigger long run uncut the movie the movie um which was my first exposure to south park which is not appropriate for an eight-year-old boy that same year i got final fantasy eight i also got south park um <laughs> you could, fucked up here. you see two paths in the woods <laughs> Yeah. One is a PlayStation 2 case of Final yeah. Fantasy VIII, and one is a DVD of Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. It was a VHS, which I wow. had to rewind yeah. several times, um, because they, they rented it. My parents had gone out for the night. My sister was having a sleepover. She's going to watch me, which did not mean watching me. It just meant she's home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so go play eight, Final Fantasy was, VIII, you fucking nerd. Leave me and my girlfriends yeah. alone. She was 12, and they let her rent South Park. I don't know what was going on there um but then they finished watching it and then i took the tape and i was like well it's a cartoon i'll watch the cartoon i had never i don't think i'd ever heard the word fuck before like it was it was a it blew my mind in so many ways and i um got in so much trouble over the next few weeks because i would repeat lots of things as if i was a four-year-old boy who couldn't 
like control his brain. But I thought I was I was being a real sh- cool show off, and I I called somebody a pig fucker at school. <laughs> um, I don't even I didn't like know what that meant. Of course you not. Know? Yeah, just, you had no was clue. Like, it was just a you just knew it was bad. Like you could I tell it was, it was bad, bad and yeah. I thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I remember like well, a teacher told my mom, and it wasn't even like it was just like a. He's so stupid and he has zero idea what he's saying. Can you please talk to your son? And she's like, oh, my God, you're so fucking stupid. I didn't get in trouble a lot as a kid, but I, I remember that. They're like, you called them a what? I'm like, I don't know what that is. When I was mom. in uh, sixth grade, my mom got me a babysitter and um, she taught me how to read palms. Uh, so of course I took this newfound talent of mine to read palms into the, the grade school I went to and uh read some chick's palm and i can't remember what i told her but i I don't know if i said that she had the sign of satan or something and like this is this is like bible belt louisiana and like a town a a town whose literal name is a village of farmers like that's what the name of this place is it's in the middle of fucking nowhere and you know i'm like all of my parents like cussed and drank and partied and rode motorcycles and listened to heavy metal and all that shit so like nothing bothered me but this girl freaked the fuck out and like I had to have like a conversation with a teacher about it. I was like, I don't know and at the time I didn't know I didn't know how to say like it's just jokes. I'm just goofing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think- goofing. Just a bit. It's just a bit. Yeah, yeah. I can't I'm not really psychic. I didn't know you guys would take me seriously on that. I thought we all grew up knowing that that's dumb. <laughs> if I know if I'd known y'all was gonna take me seriously, what is it's a real shit? Yeah, I would have been all over this shit. I've been like, give me some fucking wine or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the child prophet. <laughs> Hook oh, me up. Man. I'm a nephew. Yeah. I have this horrible, yeah, I have this horrible memory. I used to try and like show off a lot um, because I was, I'm I'm the youngest child. So I would try to be cool in front of like my sisters and their friends. And um, thankfully, I I grew out of that like quick enough. I mean, I say quick enough, but I was like 12. Um, But it thankfully didn't continue into my teen years. Uh, But I remember one day we were at some town fair type thing. I, I got I got like baggy cargo shorts on. I was wearing a vest that for some reason I thought was cool. Again, I was probably like nine years old. I was wearing a fake gold hoop pirate earring. Uh and I and I had my bleached spiked tips, Jeremy. I was just a clusterfuck. And also I was overweight at nine already. Like things were not looking good for young Chris. And I was walking around and this is when I started slinging those south park words around yeah just walking around thinking i was so fucking cool you were uh, the kid that when i was working at babbage's would come into the video game store and like their mom would leave them for me to babysit like so they could just yeah. play the nintendo 60 or play the playstation yeah. that we have set up and i would just want to punch that would that was you yep yep um but well ge- generally speaking no i would go into the GameStop and i'd be like dad can i get wild arms 2 for ps1 please um, <laughs> <laughs> i'd be really quiet now. <laughs> but for whatever reason i like i remember this it sticks out of my head because i was like so ashamed and so embarrassed because i didn't ever act like that but i walked around this town fair like i was the i was the cock of the walk jeremy and let me tell you i was not um hard lessons learned that day just that's a lot calling a calling somebody a pig fucker and then having them tell the teacher and then the teacher telling your mom and everybody being like yo have you ever considered how much you suck ass chris i go oh shit thank you for bringing that to my attention thank you i, I appreciate that home, yeah. i will reflect on that uh, i will go home apologies. and play final fantasy 8 and yeah. not ever do any of this again God. i would also do um i would well first of all i got a leather jacket when i was in fifth grade because i wanted to look like squall it didn't look anything like squall but i would wear the leather jacket with just a white t-shirt underneath thinking this this'll do it meanwhile i've got my shitty little like uh buzz cut again 
um, chubby with my glasses. I didn't look anything like Squall. I was no. also eight, so not a, not a great time. Or ten, so, or so you looked was. a little bit older than Squall looks. Like. And I would just like move around and like brood and try to be cool. Nobody knows what I'm doing. I look idiot. I look like an idiot. I'm in clothes that don't fit me. Um, so I guess I was very impressionable, Jeremy. I think that's what I'm trying to get to. I was very impressionable by a lot of things, and Dane Cook was one of them. My my favorite shirt to wear when I was in junior high school uh, was a Guns N' Roses shirt that wasn't like logo from the band, it, like wasn't the Usual Illusion logo or anything like that, but uh, like had a weird like fucked up clown. And when I say fucked up, like 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 Guns N' Roses fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that kind of like <laughs> dumb fucked up. Uh, and at the top it said Guns and Effing Roses, and it just had like N apostrophe F apostrophe N. And uh, I worked to school one day, and I, I got in trouble for wearing it to school because it had a cuss in it. And I'm like, it's Ooh. it's abbreviated. <laughs> but they did not like me wearing Guns N' Roses t-shirts to to school. I have a um. Uh, my a other my other shirt. favorite shirt was He Who Dies with the Most Toys Still Dies. No fear. <laughs> Damn. Oh, you had a no fear. You had a no fear shirt. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I had a no fear uh sweatshirt, which I also tried to pretend looked like Squall's jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing a pattern here. Yeah, it was kind of a whole thing. <laughs> it still is. Um, I had I had a Nirvana shirt, and this one I got in college. So I was probably I think I was eighteen. I got a freshman year, thinking I was really cool. Um, it says uh, like chain chain smoking crack something. No, I don't know. It's it says Satan worshiping motherfucker on it. It says a bunch of stuff, but it says ends with Satan worshiping motherfucker. And I thought I was being cool and edgy. Um, and obviously I wasn't. Um, I was wearing a Nirvana shirt, <laughs> but now it's so funny. I, I, for whatever reason, will from time to time see that shirt pop up places like on like a YouTuber is wearing it or somebody on Twitter has it on. Uh, not too long ago, I saw a picture of Post Malone and he had that shirt on and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So like everybody looks at that shirt, has the same experience uh, as I am like, oh, that this is a cool shirt. This, this, this is edgy. This is cool. Um, but it's not. It's you, fun. You we're all posers. All post Every Malone. single one of us. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Post. Uh, we're all posers. We're like Post Malone. Most of my shirts from uh, probably like 97 to 2000 were just free shirts that I got from Babbage's. Um, so oh. like I had one that was, I don't remember what video game it was. It was some like racing game, but it, it just said on the front, cut your umbilical cord to Mother Earth. <laughs> what (laughs) i don't know it was some weird like it wasn't wipeout or it could have been wipeout but it was like a wipeout game um i I had a driver shirt that i wore a lot that just kind of cool like weird weird logo on it and uh but like i can't imagine like i'm so thankful that nobody had phones back then i'm so fucking thankful uh there's like three pictures of me from 1998 to 2004. It's fucking great. <laughs> I can't yeah. find anything for me from that time period. I love it. There's there's like a, a period where, you know, I'm actually not 100% sure, but it definitely feels like my early 20s is when everybody was on Facebook. Instagram had just become a thing. So now everyone wants to take pictures of everything. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how I'm not in jail, you know, from all the photos that were just taken of me. Um yeah, it's, but, it's it's funny that one of the few pictures I have is me, obviously, just fucking stoned or drugged up mm-hmm. or drunk or something. Like, it's very obvious that I am in, not in my right mind. And I'm like, really? Yeah. It's this one? <laughs> this is the thing? <laughs> you see that picture, I've, I'm sure I've posted in the Discord before, where I'm doing Edward Forty Hands. Like, at the, the yeah, two yeah, Forty yeah. Hands. Yeah. That was, it was just like, everything was just like that. And I thought it was so fucking cool. I wasn't. Oh, I remember yeah, that night so clearly, because they taped the beer bottles to my hands. And it, it wasn't an issue of drinking it. It was 
the issue of now uh, I have these ice cold bottles on my hands and my hands just fucking hurt so bad yeah, from it. Yeah. But then by the time that I finished the beers, they were so warm <laughs> that it was disgusting. <laughs> and I also thought I was going to pee my pants because I could not. I couldn't do anything. I had two 40 ounce <laughs> beer bottles taped to my hands. I mean, you're going to have to struggle to get that zipper down. But what you do, at least you have 80 ounces of room to put it in. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, uh, you want to talk about supernatural? Yeah, we can we can get off this topic. Um, uh, oh wow, I just got a uh, a text from Autumn. Can I send this to you? Sure. Is it about gaming? <laughs> no, dude. It's a poster for Walker, Texas Ranger, starring Jared Padalecki. Oh my god! Look at this. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, he looks pretty good. I'm just going to throw that in the Discord real quick. Um, no, Autumn, <laughs> Autumn asks, do you think he's going to talk in your thick hick Sam voice? But god, I hope so. It's hey. me, Texas Walker! It's me, Texas Sam. I'm a lawman! <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I certainly hope that he is going to talk like that. I don't know. This this is a this is a weird vibe. Like I'd, I'd I'm going to be very interested in seeing how this turns it's out. It's CW. Like the target audience is still. I still watch CW stuff. Teens? Like I'm not. I'm I mean, not so do I. But like, what? Do, I mean, what do you watch on CW? Is it the superhero stuff? It's all the superhero stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. I have not. We watch Nancy Drew. Yeah, but I haven't that's like Nancy Drew yet. clearly directed more towards teenagers. The Riverdale um, audience. Yeah, I think so. I think it's get, definitely get those vibes, but um, I mean, I like it. But it just seems like Walker, Texas Ranger is like, that was for my friend's dads when I was growing up, you know? <laughs> like, that's not something that I can imagine the CW demographic watching, but that's interesting. I mean, I I watched Texas Ranger, but like, I, I mean, like, there was a while where Chuck Norris was legitimately cool. Like, that was... Right, right. That was... You know, that was there was a thing where like he was the dopest thing around. Like, right? Like it was like mm-hmm. Steven Seagal, Jean Claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris was like your dad's favorite movie guy. Like it was yep. it was that kind of thing. So I, I can't imagine that show like is good or anything. And I have fucking no clue how they're gonna adapt this for a modern audience. Like everybody is like abolish the police and like, okay, yeah. let's let's have a let's yeah. have a TV show about Walker Texas Ranger. It'll be interesting. Uh, okay, yeah, let's let's do supernatural. Let's do it. 